Hey, some of you guys know I work at a rock climbing gym, and it's Island Rock in, in Plainview, New York. And so five years ago, I started there, and there was this one time I was working a birthday party, and a kid got stuck up on the wall And in these situations. It's okay. It's, it happens once in a while. Ropes get stuck. It's okay. No big deal. You just got to go up and fix the rope. So um, I was a newbie at the time, and so no one wanted to do it. So they were like, hey, Anthony, go fix the rope. And so the thing about me, though, is I'm, like, actually afraid of heights. I don't know why I work at a rock climbing gym, but I, I'm afraid of heights. So, you know, I was, like, scared. I was like, I don't really want to do this, but... You know, I was like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do it. So I was kind of scared. And so I climb up this ladder in the back. And so I get on top. So the kid's 30 feet up in the air. And I get to this ledge that's 25 feet in the air. And the thing about heights is, is like from the bottom, you look up and you see, hey, that's not so bad. But when you get up there and you look down, you're like, oh, shoot. It's just a lot higher. And so I'm already nervous. I'm already scared. So I'm cl- I climb up. I'm on top of this ledge. I'm like, oh. I look and I'm like, everyone looks like ants. I'm, I start, my knees start shaking. I start sweating a little bit. I'm getting really nervous. And so the kid's like literally right here. I'm right here. And all I have to do is pretty simple. I just have to attach myself to the rope, go fix, go fix the kid, go fix their rope. Kid comes down. Everything's fine. We go moving. The rope is right there. Everything is where it's supposed to be. But I start panicking. I start freaking out. And I'm like, the guy yells at me. He's like, hey, go fix him. Go fix the kid. And I'm like, hey, there's no rope. I don't, I don't see no rope. You know when you lie? And you know when you lie and you say something, you're like, oh, I wish I could take that back. That wasn't like what I actually meant. And so I'm just like, oh. And so I just kept going with it. I was like, yep, yeah, no rope. I don't see no rope. I was freaking out. And so, and he was like, yeah, bro, there's a rope up there. Just fix him. And they're like, no, there's no rope. He's like, and so I just kind of got scared and I just left. But the funny part was the kid who's perfectly fine, not afraid, not scared at all, was just looking at me. And then he looked at the rope that was there that I was lying about and then looked back at me and started bawling, hysterical crying. And I just, I was crying. The kid was crying. It was just a mess. I come back down and I was so afraid. I was so embarrassed. And I was just like, all right, I'm moving on. And, but the reason why I start with that stupid story is because that kind of ha- is like our faith with Jesus. We, we're given a task. Sometimes we get asked to do something. And then we do it, and we're kind of scared. We're kind of afraid. We're just like, oh, no, I don't want to do this. And it's simple. It was simple. Just go up there, get the kid down. But it's complicated because the fear in my life, the anxiety in my life, I was scared. A lot of us in this room can probably relate to something like that. And a lot of us in this room are just kind of like these people who just go through the motions with our faith. We, you know that you're not really serious about Jesus, and you know that you're supposed to give your all to him and, and trust him with everything, but you're just kind of like scared because you're scared of what people might think. Kind of like in my story where I was just like scared of what the people might think of me because I was like, I don't, I don't think I could do this. And, and so you might be scared to truly trust Jesus. Because you just come to church, and you go through the motions, and you, you come on a Sunday, you know what's right and wrong, so you just think that's going to be good enough. But the problem is, you, that's not enough. Um, and a lot of us here in this room are going all in with Jesus, or walking with him, and are fully like, hey, your eyes are set on Jesus. But maybe Jesus has asked you to do something, has put dreams, maybe burdens and desires in your heart. And you're kind of afraid. You're like, whoa, 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 God, like, I, I'm not good enough. Like, this, this isn't for me. Like, I, I'm scared. Like, this, I, I'm not, like, this isn't, I, I don't know. Ooh, uh, uh. 
And you might be scared and terrified. And it's, maybe it's something simple. Or maybe it's something big. I don't know. But it's complicated because of what you've got going on. And you're afraid and you're doubt and you worry. Some of you might don't want to, you don't want to trust God because you just doubt him. You doubt if he's real. You doubt if he exists. There's, there's things going on in your life. And you're just like, hey, I don't believe Jesus is real because of the, all the stuff going on in my life. And I don't want uh, to put my trust in Jesus because I, I don't think he's good. I don't think he's there. I don't think he's real. So I think a lot of us here in this room, it, no matter what part of the journey you're on, if you're not a Christian, if you are a Christian, or if you're trying to figure this thing out, I think we can all relate to something like this. And in life, you just have to make a decision. You have to make a decision if you're going to do it or not do it. I made the decision at Isla Rock that I was not going to help that kid out. He was going to have to figure it out on his own, and I left him. And some of us need to make a decision. Some, some of you guys have been going through the motions with your faith, and you've never put your, made a decision. There was never been a, a declaration, a proclamation, or it's like, okay, this was the moment where I gave it all to Jesus. This was the moment where I surrendered it all. And you kind of grew up in this thing, and you, you just believe this is like a religious thing where that we have to go to Sunday church, and I, I, I don't know, but you've never made that decision to go all in. And some of you guys need to make a decision to just say, you know what, I, I see God what you have for me, I'm going to do it or not do it. And I think if we, for all of us in this room, no matter where we are in the journey, we have to just say, you know what, I'm making a decision. That I'm going to just trust God. I'm just going to go with what he has and store for me. Because I think we'll miss out on the life that we were created to live and the life that we were designed to live if we don't trust him. And so we're going to look tonight at a story, historical account, eyewitness account of where Jesus doing a miracle and a man doing something crazy to maybe give us some hope tonight. So we're going to be in Matthew 14, and to give context of the situation, you could turn it to, um, if you have Bibles, you could turn to that in Matthew 14, or you can look on the screens, but just to give you some context of what's going on in the situation, Jesus, the greatest man who ever lived, the, the most famous man who've ever lived, just fed 5,000 people with um, a couple bread, a couple loaves of bread and a couple fish, and he performed this miracle that was crazy. And so we pick it up in verse um, 22 and says this, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. So just picture this situation that's going on. 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in the morning, you know, you get tired. The disciples are probably exhausted. They ate good because Jesus did a miracle, but they're tired. They're, you know, freaking out, and it's dark, and, you know, the waves are picking up. There's a storm happening, and, you know, you ever, you, I think the disciples are trying to, like, freaking out because, you know, it's this in this situation, and you ever been in a situation where, like, you're in this dark place, and you start seeing things? Like, you're just like, what was that? Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know, you can't relate. Okay, you can't relate to me. Whatever. But um, they're in this situation, and they're freaking out. I mean, I'll be freaking out. I'll be like, that's a ghost. I, I, 
this is a crazy situation because they never seen somebody walk on water. I haven't seen it. You haven't either. So they would be freaking out. And so they're in this situation. And so Jesus says this, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And Peter replied, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. And then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. Peter, in this moment, makes a decision to step out of the boat and to walk to Jesus. I love this guy's faith. I love Peter's faith. How many times in life, when God calls you to do something, you just go all in. You're just like, you're excited, and you just do it. And you don't care about the consequences. You don't care. Maybe God's called you to, like, pray for somebody, and then it was just exactly what they need, the person needed to hear, and it was a crazy moment. And you look back, man, that was so crazy. How many times have we do, do we do that? When you actually, like, not look at pornography, and you just feel better about yourself, or you just don't gossip, and you really want to, you really want to get at them, but you don't, you hold back. Like, how many times do we do what God says? And I just love this man's faith, because honestly, he just really wants to be where Jesus is. This, this man who just got fed by Jesus with the loaves of fish and the bread, like, he just wants to be where Jesus is. He's like, hey, Jesus, if you're real, I'm coming to you. And picture the scenario. There's a storm going on. It's, there's lightning. There's waves. It's crazy. But he realizes that it's better to be with Jesus than to be on this boat. I'm, that, to me, that is crazy. And my question to you is, are you happy in the boat? Are you happy with your life and the way you're doing things? Like, are you happy where you are? Some of, you, some of you guys' lives are broken here tonight. And it just feels like everything is falling apart. And you feel like you can't. Are you happy in the boat? Things might be crazy. Things might be chaotic. You don't know how. You might get out of the situation. But Peter realized, he was like, hey, I need to be where Jesus is. And it's better to be next to Jesus to be in this boat, out walking on the water, which I've never done before. And, but it's better to just go all in, take a step, make a decision to be next to Jesus. Some of you guys, the side note, maybe you just need to be next to Jesus' feet tonight. And you're just in the boat. You're comfortable in the boat. Some of you guys are in the boat and you feel like, you know what? You see Jesus. You know where he is. But you know what, you might want to stay in the boat because it's comfortable. Because, like, taking a step, yeah, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, I, that's, uh, oh, I have to change my life. I have to do things that I don't really want to do. Like, oh, that's, I don't want to do that. I like, the com like, I like being comfortable. You know, I like the Christianity where you could just come to church. You don't have to change your life. You don't have to be a nice person all the time. You could still be, like, I like that Christianity. So I'm going to stay in the boat. I'm going to stay comfortable where I'm at. Maybe, you're, maybe you don't want to get out of the boat because you're scared of what people might think. You know, I, I, every time I've heard this passage get preached, no one ever talks about what the disciples were thinking. I mean, imagine what the disciples were thinking when this thing is happening. When Peter takes a step out, starts to walk to Jesus, what, what do you think the di disciples were thinking? Like, if I was the disciple, I'd be like, you're crazy. Like, what are, what are you doing? Like, bro, get back. There's a storm. Like, get back in the boat. It's safe. Like, for me, that's what I would be doing. Like, Peter, you crazy. Good luck. I hope, hopefully, like, that's just me. 
And so often, we don't do what Jesus says because we're scared of what people might think. Some of you haven't gone all in with Jesus because you're afraid of what your parents might think, your friends might think. You might have to lose your reputation a little bit because you, you ha you've built this status on what people have said, so you're scared to go all in with Jesus. Peter made a decision to step out into the water, risking everything. Like, he literally risked everything. His entire life, his entire life was just, just at that moment, he placed all his trust in the fact that he was going to get um, guided by Jesus. He risked everything. He risked what the disciples thought. He risked his comfort. He risked his money, his job, his 401K. He risked his time. He risked literally his entire life in this moment just to be next to Jesus. He answered the call. And, you know, he didn't have all the answers. He, didn't, he wasn't like, you know what, I got a probability, and he wasn't doing equations once he stepped onto the water. Like, he, he just trusted. And I'm not saying here tonight that, like, you have, because there are answers, and if you are doubting, come talk to me. I would love to talk to you. Because Jesus can be trusted, and this thing is real. Like I said, this is an historical account. People saw this. People wrote this down. And this is history. I know it's crazy. You might, you might think that's crazy, but it is history. And so I'm not saying your questions can't be answered, but he, he just didn't, like, he didn't have all the answers. He didn't figure, he didn't figure it out. He just trusted Jesus. And the, the truth is tonight, Jesus wants your everything. Just like Peter took a step, risked his entire life, Jesus wants your everything. He wants the way you date. He wants the way you spend your money. He wants the way you consume alcohol. Oh, did I say that? Oh, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> like, he wants your everything because he's a good God. And he loves you. He's crazy about you, and he wants to give you a life and life abundantly, but he wants your everything. He wants the words that come out of your mouth. He wants your desires. He wants your heart. He wants your passions. He wants everything. Just like Peter risked everything, Jesus wants your everything as well. This is the opposite of American Christianity, like I said before. Because what we're taught, what we think of churches, and it's like, oh, you have to just come to church to be a better person, and you have to just do these things, and you have to say some prayers, and you have to be, you know, tucked in your shirt, and like, no. Jesus wants your life. He wants you to surrender everything to him question is, have you done that? Is there any part of you that you haven't surrendered to Jesus? There's another story in, in the Gospels where a man wanted to go, give it all to Jesus, and he was, he was doubting, and he was trying to figure it out, and Jesus called it and knew his heart, and he was a really good person, but he, messed, he, didn't, he wasn't 100% perfect. And so Jesus knew his heart, and he was like, hey, you have to sell all your possessions, all your stuff to come follow me because I want your everything. And I want the idols inside your heart. And so the man, the rich young ruler, some of you guys know this passage, he was just like, I can't do it. Because all throughout scripture, Jesus wants your everything. Peter is literally walking in this moment in the story on the water. And, he's, and, and, and it's not him. He's, he didn't just gain superpowers. Like it's not him. It's Jesus is the one that's holding him up and carrying him through. And... Um, it's not him, and he just, all he did was make a decision to take a step and trust Jesus and go where he called him to go. 
But in verse 30, it says, But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. You know, when he took a step and trusted Jesus, it wasn't like the storm passed. It wasn't like, you know, grass started growing and he was just walking on grass. Like, the storm, the same thing that freaked him out before was still there. Trusting in Jesus, going, going towards Jesus, but the storms were still there. And some of you guys, man, like you put your faith and trust in Jesus and you have this expectation that life was just going to get better. But I, I hate to be the one to tell you this. It's just it might not get better. The circumstances, the situations in your life might not get better. Just like for Peter, the storms and the life and the winds and the waves, they just were still there. But I think there's something powerful going on and that he kept his eyes on Jesus. He was walking. He kept his eyes on Jesus. But then he started to look at the wind. He started to look at the problems. And so often when we look at the problems and we look at the things that are going on and the, the pain and the hurt and the distractions of this life, we just start to drown. We just start to lose hope. But I think Jesus wants us to just simply look at him in, this, in life. Because there will be things and situations. There will be anxiety. There will be depression. There will be doubt. There will be fear. But Jesus just simply wants us to look at him. And when we don't, and when we screw things up, Peter, in this moment, said, hey, Lord, save me. And for us, when we humble ourselves, when we just cry out to Jesus, he picks us up. And in the next verse, it says, immediately, Immediately. He didn't, Jesus didn't take his time. Jesus wasn't like, hey, you have to earn your way back to me because you screwed up. He, he, he wasn't any, He just immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him. And so often when in life we're going through life and, and we just think like, oh, I just got to earn my way back to Jesus. I screwed things up. I, I messed up. I, I, I did this. I didn't trust Jesus. We just have to sort of earn our way back to him. And no, all you have to do is just cry out to him, humble yourself before him, and he will pick you up. That's what our God does. And so in this moment, Peter cries out. Jesus picks him up and carries him and reached out his hand and he caught him and said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And I as a kid reading this story, like, I always thought Jesus was just mad at Peter. Like, he's like, why didn't you doubt me? Like, like, a, like an angry father. And, and sometimes we can view Jesus, depending upon our earthly fathers, like, we can view Jesus like our earthly father. And, and I just always thought, man, like, he was just mad and disappointed. But I think there's something that Jesus really wants to get at. He said, why, why did you look away from me? Like, I'm good. I'm good, and I was keeping you up. And I know there is distractions. I know there's storms, but the reason why I didn't, like, move away the storms of your life, because I want you to fully be dependent on me. I want you to fully rely on me. And some of you guys, maybe Jesus hasn't removed the situation in your life and the circumstances because he's trying to teach you, like, hey, lean on me. Hey, rely on me. Hey, trust me. I'm good. I got you. Just keep your eyes on me. I'm going to be with you through the storm. And every time you fail, he'll pick you up. 
Every time you feel like you're doubting and you just, you call on to him and he'll be there and he'll be there for you. So when they climbed out into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. And here's, here's, what, here's what I'm getting at. Here's what Jesus wants from us. No matter where you are in the journey, if you're trying to figure this faith thing out or you've you got a situation going on in your life, Jesus simply wants you to trust him. That Jesus, it just comes down to this, just Jesus simply wants you to trust him. And you could be struggling with your faith. You can be freaking out and you... depending upon whatever situation, I know this, that Jesus simply wants you to trust him. So some of you might not want to go all in on him or might not think he's good. Might not think like, hey, living for Jesus, that's not, like, I don't want to do that. Like, I like the way I'm living. I'm comfortable on the boat. I'm comfortable with what I do and my actions and the words I say and I'm comfortable doing what I want to do and but Jesus said, hey, trust me. And some of you guys have these burdens and desires in your life. And you feel like, man, like, I don't know if I'm good. Like, hey, Jesus wants your everything. And he wants you to trust him. Because if he's called you to it, he's going to keep you up. He's going he's gonna to pick you up. He's going to let you walk on water. It's him, not you. You just got to rely on him. Don't look at the storms. Don't look at the distractions. Don't look at the hurt and pain. And so if this is, this is why I'm so passionate about this story is because um, this story has been an anchor for me for the last year. And um, you guys are my family. I love you guys. And, and, and I just want to share my story for a little bit. And, and I don't want this, this to be about me and oh look at me, but... I just, I think somebody needs to hear this because it's like, I understand, like, I, I get it, and so, um, about, so a lot of you guys know that I'm, like, a musician, an artist, and I've been traveling in, um, for the last, like, two years of my life, I've been, I've been making music in my room, and people like it, and so I've had amazing opportunities to do things that I never, ever thought I would ever do in my life. And it's been such a blessing, and it's been so amazing. And God just done incredible things. And so, but in 2018, I was traveling. I was going to different things, and I was performing in front of, like, a lot of people. And a lot of people were looking at us, like, music people. Were like, man, these guys, are, I like these guys. And, and, and I just was like, man, there's, there's this burden on my heart for something more. And I remember the day, I remember the hour when kind of Jesus kind of put this on me and, I didn't know what it was really. I just remember like I, I need to figure this out. There's something more that I'm missing. And um, I, so I've been 2018 summer. I was doing all these shows and I was just not satisfied. And, um, and it wasn't like this thing that, oh, you just need more Jesus because it, it just wasn't that. It was and I just was felt out of place a lot. And, um, and I was uh, in September, like September 1st, whatever, like uh, literally a year ago. I, um, I was, Doug asked me to preach on a Sunday, and it was just a, such a crazy night, and it was such a crazy story what happened, and, and honestly, that night, like, changed a lot for me, and that night, I kind of, kind of just was heard from God, I was like, okay, this is the more that you're looking for, like, 
I want you to build the local church. I want you to um, just, I want you to pastor. I want you to go into full-time ministry. And, 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 and this, is, this is what I want you to do. And, he, and that, like that night, I just felt like God was calling me to take a step. And I started freaking out because I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't know what to do. Because, like, things were working. People were liking me. Like, people were being extra nice to me. And people who were, like, just hitting me up. And I think they just wanted to be near me because of, like, all this crap. And I hated it because it was just, like, me being this idol. And I, I didn't like it. And, and um, But that night, like, it led to months and months of anxiety, depression. It's like, crap. Like, I got to take a step. I gotta trust him, and I don't feel like I'm good at this. Like I don't feel like I'm that great at. And and this is like this is like the truth is like crap. Like everybody liked me for doing this, and like God, you asked me to do this. What if people liked me better when I was over here, but you want me here because I care about what people think about me sometimes. And so, but I have to just trust you, and you're calling me to take a step. And I'm freaking out, and I know, I know you want me to do this, and I, God, I'm just going to go all in. And, and so this year has been crazy. I know I've even preached on stage about anxiety and depression, and this is what it really was. Like, this is what I was freaking out about for the last year, was just making this decision and making this step to be like, I can't do this full time anymore. Um, and so, yeah, like, in a little bit, and some of you guys know me and Brady make music, and me and Brady, like, we don't hate each other. There's no bad blood. We still love each other. We're still brothers, but we're just going to go our separate ways, and, and we're, we're going to tell people in a little bit. I'm still going to be making music, and, but I'm just not going to do that full, pa like, full time now, and uh, to me, like, this is crazy. To me, this is like, I don't know why you're doing this, Scott, and, like, honestly, I, could, I don't know what's ahead of me. Like, I don't know my future. It's not like, hey, and you know, and Jesus did this, and like, I'm still like walking, and I'm still trusting. Like, there's waves, and I'm looking at the waves, and I get when Peter was sort of freaking out and started drowning, because I get that, man. And some of you don't want to trust Jesus because you like your life, and honestly, I, I kind of, like, there's parts of me that really like being an artist, and it would just be easier just to stay in the boat and just do what I'm doing and keep going. And I, I just wish God didn't want, like, want this for me, but I'm going. Like, I got to do it. And it's, it's crazy. I'm, I don't know what's ahead. God's just giving me a lamp, and I'm just walking step by step. I don't know what the future holds. So all that to say is I get it. I get it. But I just know for me that Jesus just wants me to trust him. I don't got all the answers. I don't got this whole thing figured out. I don't think really any of us do. But Jesus just wants my trust. He wants my everything. I'm going to go where he goes. We sing a song called Oceans. And um, some of you guys that have been going to church for a while probably are like, oh, my gosh, they're going to sing Oceans after this message. Like, I'm calling it. And, like, and you might leave because you hate Oceans. <laughs> but, look, look, if you hate Oceans, you love Oceans. I've always had this thing with Oceans because the bridge, everyone's like, Spirit, leave me with my justice without Let me walk upon the water. And everyone gets so emotional, right? I've always had a problem with this song because, like, think about what you're singing, Think about it. You're saying, Jesus, 
Lead me where my trust is without borders. And you're singing like, and God's like, hey, I want you to talk to the person next to you because they're broken and they need somebody. Just They just need attention and they just, you have the words to say to them and speak life. And you're like, no, I'm good. I don't like to be in these uncomfortable positions. So you're like, they may different than my fake and I want. Hey, the way you're dating is not like honoring to your body, is not honoring to her, is not honoring to him. And just trust me. And I know you think you know what to do, but just trust me. And I, I created this thing, so just trust me. Like, no, I like the, my life. I like, and people just sing this song, and they just don't know what they're singing because you're singing, hey, God, like, whatever. I'm going in. I'm taking a step. God, use me. Use my life. So I don't know why I went on that tangent, but, <laughs> but Jesus wants you to get to that point where it's just like, hey, spirit, lead me. Where my trust is without borders. And no, we're not singing that song, but, <laughs> but he wants you to be in that place. There's a story, too, that a man who was crazy, and he was, I don't know, he was like one of those crazy people, and he, you know, he had like this you know, line that walked, like went across a waterfall, and um, he like walked across the water, this line, this tight rope, um, with a wheelbarrow, and he walked across it. It was, like, really far distance. I don't know all the details, but he did it. And this is an actual story, and so people were freaking out, and they were, like, they came to watch it, and they were, like, oh, my goodness, that was crazy. That was crazy. That was amazing. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, do it again. You know, like, we love you. Like, oh, my gosh, we believe in you. You could do it. We believe, we believe, we believe. And the guy was just, like, all right, who wants to come in the wheelbarrow, and I'll walk across again. Everyone's, like, nope. We're good. <laughs> good, just go. I don't want to go in. And I, I think a lot of us here in this room, we believe God, but do we actually trust him? Do we actually trust his ways? Do we actually trust that he's good? Despite the storm, despite the anxiety, despite the worry that you that keeps coming at you. And I get I get it, man. I get anxiety. I get fear because it just keeps knocking at you. But man, do you trust Jesus that He is good, that His ways are good, that He is faithful? So Jesus, man, He just simply wants your trust. So wherever you are in this journey, man. Jesus wants your trust. He wants your everything. And he, listen, listen, listen. He doesn't, he doesn't want to burden you with religion. He wants to set you free and give you life. Not saying that's going to be easy, but he wants to give you life. So let's pray. Jesus, we're sorry for doubting. We're sorry for just not believing you're good. We're sorry, God, for being faithless. We're sorry, Jesus, for just dropping the ball. We're sorry, Jesus, for just looking at our problems and being concerned with our problems, not realizing that you are the one, Jesus, that is holding us up, that no matter what we're going through, that you're the one that's going to carry us through. 
And so tonight, Jesus, we just want to make a decision and make that step and trust you with everything. Not knowing the future, not knowing what's going to happen, but just knowing that you're the one that holds our future, that you're the one that already knows the future. And so we just trust you, Jesus, knowing that you work out all things for those who love you, Jesus. Christian in this room who who just knows that they have this burden, knows that they have to do something, maybe it's something small, like just talk to people about Jesus at work or, or just serve more at this church or just whatever it is. Just have a conversation with Jesus in your heart right now saying, Jesus, I trust you. God, I'm going to leave this job. I'm going to do something really big. Or it's maybe just something so simple. Jesus, I just trust you. Because, God, you're going to be there. You're going to be the one that's holding me up. It's not anything I can do. Or God, I just trust you. And tonight, if you're not a follower of Jesus, if you know you've been just not all in with him, and you know that to, you know you have been doing that. And so tonight could be the night where you make that decision. Just like Peter took a step out into the water. Tonight could be the night for you that you can make a decision. That you can, the world can go behind you and the cross can go before you. And so if you want to do something like that, make a decision that will, you surrendering your life to Jesus. You could start by saying something like this. I say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry for missing the mark. I'm sorry for not trusting in you. God, I'm sorry that I believed in you, but I didn't trust you. And so, Jesus, I surrender my life. I give it all to you. My actions, my thoughts, my words, my lifestyle, my choices, my sexuality, everything, Jesus, I am laying it at your feet. Because you are a kid, and I trust you. From this moment on, Jesus, I give it all to you. So if you have made a decision tonight of no turning back, I want you to do something. I'm not going to ask you to stand up or make it anything awkward. I just want you to simply look at me. When I count down from three, and if you and if you made that decision to go all in with Jesus, that, that you, I'm not saying you have to look up at me, but it's an indication that man, God is doing something in your life and something in your heart. Maybe you don't want to, but talk to me afterwards. Talk to somebody. Talk to one of the pastors here, because this will be the best decision you've ever made in your entire life. So count to three. I'm gonna. If you feel comfortable, just look up at me. Three, Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for you. He cares about you. Two, no matter what you're worrying about, he's the God who created it, and he's the God who's above time, and he sees the beginning and the end, and he loves you. One, God is for you, not against you. So just look up if you feel led. Praise God. Praise God. I see you guys.
So Jesus, we love you so much. Pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.